I saw wasn't human. Oh, my God! He was very tall. And what's more, it saw me, this thing. podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Welcome back to another Rawhead Rex in PCs on the podcast under the stairs, a sub-series of this podcast where we take the movie Rawhead Rex, beloved classic from 1985. We split it up into digestible five-minute reviewable segments and I get podcasters from around the world to join me. <laughs> you would think on paper, that sounds fun, but then you forget... And then you remember, this is the podcast of the stairs, so there's extra fuckery afoot. In the case of this one, this particular series will be recorded and then the release order randomised, which means that this will not play linear for you. This could be the very first episode you're listening to, it could be the end. Uh, it could be somewhere in between, which is very confusing when you consider that this episode will be covering minutes 45 through 50 of the movie. That means we will be starting at the 45 minute mark with uh, David Duke. Uh, Mr. Hallenbeck opening, uh, sorry, closing the bit of his car and getting ready to leave town with his family at the 45 minute mark. And at the 50 minute mark, um, the same Mr. Hallenbeck is uh, looking concerned at a bush. Uh, that is literally, that is, that is the, that's the, the bookends for this one. Joining me, I'm very excited about this one. Um, she is making her NPCs debut, although she's been on podcasts on this day. Loads. Uh, is my good buddy, Lacey Lou. How you doing, Lacey? I'm good, Mr. Duncan. Do we have double Duncan here today? <laughs> um, you just single Duncan, although double Duncan is on the series. And I'll tell you right now, that <laughs> other Duncan is a pain in the dick. So. Like, how much fuckery can you get when you double yourself? <laughs> oh, you're like, listen. Like, have, you, have you ever seen the movie Multiplicity? Yes, I, I tried to do a gif of that one day and it just didn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> I do get the impression. Yeah, I get, well, I get the impression that Double Duncan might be one of the wonky clones. You know what I mean? Things aren't quite right I there. Like... <laughs> You're like the I like the one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you... Like, this is a question that I didn't even bother to ask you even when we were chatting about this on like like text and stuff. 
Had you seen Rawhead Rex before? No, today was the first time oh, watch. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm assuming that you, because well, this is the, everyone has their own technique in doing these, and I find it fascinating to hear how people have approached it. Some people watch the entire movie and then they just take notes at the two minute, you know, the two five minute segments have. Some people, the ones that have seen the movie before, are just watching the five minutes in isolation, and then other people are watching the two five minutes, but then watching the movie from start all the way through or vice versa watching a movie all the way through and then just singling out those two for you i take it this was a full movie watch but you just reviewed the segments as they came up that is 100 percent correct <laughs> <laughs> so w without like going into too much spoilery territory about your two five minutes um what were your overall impressions of roy Drex? um it was kind of funny because uh, Dan had never seen it either. Oh, wow. Right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he's watching it with me, but like he was kind of like on his phone and like my, my minutes were coming up to where I like really needed to hone in and focus. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was talking to me and I was like, Dan, stop it. Like, <laughs> I was like, I got it. I was like, I was like two minutes before like the 45 minute mark came yeah. up. I was like, stop it. I got to pay attention. <laughs> to make sure that no. I don't miss any of these very important details that happen in this movie. Right, right. <laughs> um, um, I didn't know what to expect because, like, going into it, um, like, I had no idea whether I was given, like, a boring segment, mm. a, a fun segment, you know, because, like, but the movie, the whole movie itself, like, it seemed like there was consistently something happening every five minutes, so... Yeah. Um, I, I it was it, it's a great pick for this type of format of podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's always there's always something goofy going on at least every couple of minutes where there's a bit of dialogue or something. You're like, I, I, I mean, I just don't know why that choice. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> why this? Um, and like overall, at the end of it though, did you enjoy it though, or was it kind of? Because I imagine you probably heard it mentioned loads before. And mostly in the wrong, like, the, the, the many people that think this is a Clive Barker movie when it isn't, it's actually based on a Clive Barker novel. Um, and, like, Clive Barker hated this movie so much, like, so much <laughs> that he said that the next the next thing that would be adapted from his work would be something he directed, which was Hellraiser. So, in a world where this movie is better than what it is currently, um, Clyde Barker doesn't make Hellraiser, which is just weird. So, right. <laughs> uh, also, like as I've been finding out while chatting to people, because I love educating people and stupid like trivia nonsense that just doesn't make any sense. This movie is a year before Predator, and the the dude in the rawhead Rex suit also plays the Predator. Um, and there's a couple of scenes in this movie which are very Predator, like the way the bodies are strung up. <laughs> Like the the red glowing eyes, which just might as well be laser targets. Um, I'm just going to say that the people that made Predator may have ripped off Rawhead Rex. <laughs> so. um, this wouldn't have been something that like I probably ever would have watched, mm. unless it pops up. Um, but I'm glad that I watched it because I actually did have fun with it. Um, it was it was interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it. <laughs> It, it's like these kind of movies are fun to me and they're fun to podcast on it's kind of reminds me of like doing like the night of the demon sequels mm -hmm. last year for Chills and chills mm -hmm. because you never knew what you were going to get each 
like each scene. Yeah. So um, I was really excited. But when I was when I got my minutes, I was excited because I was like, okay, well, like forty five minutes in, usually. <laughs> there's something good that's happening like within that time frame, Right. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, Ooh, and then I get like right at the hour mark. Like we're getting into like the third act here. Something, something awesome has to happen here. So I was excited about the times that I was given. Yeah. You, <laughs> like, you, you landed one with a lot of exposition and then you landed a much better one afterwards, um, <laughs> which seems to be the prevailing thing for everyone just now. I don't think any one podcaster has landed two back to back absolute banger five minutes there's always been a oh right we're a lot of police and a lot of talking and a lot about jesus now yay um so let's <laughs> with that in mind let's get into it so like minutes 45 through 50 this um essentially we're we're starting right off with um david duke's character mr halmbeck um yes, he is um he is the, the he's the as Gary described him earlier on when I was recording him today. He's the whitest white American ever. Um, with that, like, like with the name that he has and the fact he's wearing like the the comfiest looking cardigan ever. Um, you know, what I mean, as cold as it is in Ireland, it's never that cold that you need to wear something like that. And um, he is outside the Tall Man, which is not a reference to Phantasm at all. Uh, which is the pub that he and his family have been staying at classy and then um, they're getting ready to pack up and leave town um and uh there's this whole five minutes here and it's probably worth like stressing this is really just banal chat um and kind of oh my wife's so silly um kind of conversation and then you know not not much else out with that with a little bit of detective stuff in between and maybe the worst drawing of a raw head oh rips. my god okay <laughs> As, as I was watching this, Duncan, I was like, oh, please let me get a scene where, you know, Rawhead is on there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And literally this fucking scene happens. Yeah. And all I get is a fucking shitty-ass drawing. Yeah, you get you get a drawing and it is a bad drawing as well. Like, like, <laughs> like, see, see what the, like, see what the cop says, Jesus Christ. I think the bit that's missing is, what the fuck is this supposed to be? <laughs> like, go and get that kid in here and tell him I don't care if his brother was just massacred in front of him. I need more detail to go on. Um, it's fucking awful. Uh, well, let's talk about some shite chat here. Um, so, um, Duke's in the car and he's like, uh, okay, where to, my lady? And she says, well, I'm having trouble reading the map. And then we get a little bit of casual 80s sexism here uh, as uh, as David Duke goes, ha ha ha, how surprising your mother's having trouble reading the map, and they drive out the village, and their next stop is Dublin which, this poor woman has only wanted to go to Dublin all the way through this movie, and all it costs her is the life of a child in a future scene um, so no McDonald's yeah, well, this is the thing. Well, well, this is the thing, right? This is 1986 as well. So McDonald's is in the UK, but it isn't in every big city. And I don't, I can't speak for Ireland because you know Ireland itself, where they are, is out with the UK. So I don't know when they got McDonald's. So I'm gonna say maybe not 1986. There may have been no McDonald's in Ireland in 1986. I'm sure there'll be listeners out there that prove me wrong on that one. But I'm just saying this little kid just wants his Mickey D's and I don't think I, I, I think it, well he never got it before he died 
R.I.P. Small Child. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, this is this is it's funny how things don't change in car journeys. Um, like the the kids moaning about McDonald's, the little girls asking, "Are they almost there?" Um, and you know, the mum's like, "No, for the fifteenth time." And the boy's like, "I'm hungry," and I'm just like, "This is a boring five minutes." I feel sorry for Lacey, who was really excited about getting involved with this series, and this is what we're giving her. Um, but just as you were thinking that things were just going to be boring and dialogue heavy, they drive past the field, Lacey, and would you believe it? There's a rawhead Rex in that field. There must be. We saw it quickly. Let's slam the brakes on. The wife says, oh, God. Um, like, so why wouldn't you just keep going though? Yeah. Like, this, this, this is funny though. Like, I, I, I was talking to Dan about this because I was like, you know, always shouting at the TV. Why, why are you stopping? Like, like you're seeing like the opening scene where the dude's like getting butchered and the pregnant woman is just like standing there watching when she should be running away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I, I kind of understand it because I'm like, all right, I kind of want to see him get marked too. Mm-hmm. Oh, now you're coming after me. All right, now I'm going to go. So I get it. <laughs> you know, like, I want to see the entertainment of the dude getting, like, I'm never going to do this again in my lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but a- I don't know. What I would be probably not. Yeah, there's a, there's a part of me, she's been through, a, a, like, she is, like, all the way through this. She's been the casual wife sitting in the background, <laughs> listening to her husband moan about things and, you know, him doing his studies for his book and all the rest. And all the way through this, all she's wanted is Dublin. That is all she's wanted. And we're driving past a field and there's something weird there. And once she acknowledges there's something weird in there and her husband says, do you want me to go back? And we'll check it out. And she's like, yep. And I'm like, no. Like what, what? Like what would? What would? Like I would say that this is not his fault that the son dies. This is all on the wife. I'm just saying it's her fault. It's all you're, you're blaming the wife. <laughs> yeah, but, like, hey, wait, at this point, like in these five minutes, I don't know the son died yet. Oh, <laughs> this is this is also true. This is also true. In this isolated five minutes here, that could be in any order. Actually, this like, could be the first. This could be the first episode that drops <laughs> in the series, and I'm talking about all the characters that are dying, just spoiling everything for everyone. Um, <laughs> why, why, no, why not? No, well, because like, like when when he does go back though, like he doesn't even like put the car, like he doesn't even turn around. He literally, just like puts the car in reverse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's he's like this is how much interest he's shown this, which is also weird because he at this point in the movie, uh, watching it chronologically, has already stormed into a police station. And mentioned that it was a, a like a giant nine foot cockeyed red angry eyed demon thing on top of a hill, which isn't a sheep. He's very clear to well, it's not cattle. Um, and and so like you would have thought, like especially with all the stuff he's tried, all the folklore stuff and all the rest, you would have thought he would be a little bit more inquisitive about this. But he seems quite keen to get out of there. Um, and yeah, it's all very weird. They go back anyway, and uh, and another bit of kind of once again casual sexism from the eighties. Uh, they drive back, and wouldn't you believe it? It's just a scarecrow, silly mum. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, uh, I don't know. It's this bloody place, and he's like, bloody place. You're starting to sound more Irish every day. I think it's time to move on, and they continue to drive. And oh, how I laughed, Lacey. I laughed and laughed. <laughs> Like, you're like, oh, they're still getting out. 
Yeah, they're, they're going to get out of here. Nothing bad's going to happen, except we yeah, are never. at the police station now. And uh, we never get the we never properly get the police officers' names. I'm sure they are mentioned casually, so I have referred to them as Detective and Detective Two. Um, Detective Two is the one that walks in and wakes up the detective, saying, "Sir," um, and I'm going to do bad Irish accents because why not? And the detective says, "What?" And he says, "We've got something." And the other detective says, "The Nicholson woman." And he says, "No, sir, she's refusing to speak. Some kind of trauma, apparently. I w- I, I mean." Some kind of trauma, apparently, as if trauma is just a made-up word. You know, like that. Yeah, she just saw her boyfriend, um, like, shredded in front of her and ran along with his hand and her hand. But, 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 she's got some trauma. You know, women's things, like trauma. Like, like that fake thing called trauma that stops them. <laughs> talking um it's, it's just so like dismissive of police officer like a trauma yeah oh bloody woman um and he says well what then and he says it's the boy sir neil johnson oh he's talked then not talked exactly then what and then he pulls out this kind of manila <laughs> fold on you like by jove they've cracked the case and then we get this line here and it's just fucking expertly comically timed here because like we still haven't seen the draw and he says down at the hospital Conroy was left to look after him while we spoke to the parents I don't know why it's going mildly pirate so I apologise the kid wouldn't say a word not a word so Conroy gave him stuff to play with you know papers and pens and the kid started drawing and like like the detective's like oh fuck we got got a drawing here and then he pulls it and says, God almighty. And then the camera pans around and I've written here, this is the worst picture of raw hair Rex ever. Because um, it is just like a really bad outline and a couple of red eyes and some couple of red drippy teeth. And that's about it. And you you do forget that it's, I, I, the kid that drew this had the worst mullet in the history of mullets. Um <laughs> And that's obviously affected his ability to, to draw. What did you think when you saw the drawing? Like, like was it like, did you have a laugh when you saw it? I, yeah, I was, well, because I was, I was like, I hope Rawhead Rex is in my segment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I, I was like, I was like, fingers crossed. I mean, he technically was, but he wasn't. Yeah. All I got was the fucking drawing. You, so. you, you got this, you got this piece of high art. Um, I, I would frame it. Yeah. And like kiss it good night every night. It would be like you know like the eighties pinup posters. Like oh good god, yeah. Like like no, no like, longer do I, mean, I have new was, kids on the block. I have rawhead Rex drawn by a kid. Um, I love that idea. It was the sexiest drawing I've ever seen. What I love about this as well is like the detective number two that has produced this drawing, which he's felt is so important that he needs to make his boss up and tell him this story. He says. Maybe the Yank was right. Maybe there's something out there. And I'm thinking to myself, um, right, when the American came in, we laughed him out because his description was nine foot something red eyes. This kid's drawn blob with red eyes. Must be the same thing. Must be the same thing. In fact, you know what? We need to put some police resource on this. Like, how fucking bad are these cops? Like, really, 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 really bad. Um, almost as bad as these parents because uh, on the road the family is driving when the girl says that she needs a toilet um, after a bit of to and fro uh, Hallenbeck says it's too far to the next time 
we're just going to stop right here. So they pull in conveniently beside an old gate. Um, and once again, not that I want to single out the mum for bad parenting here, but uh, <laughs> uh, Halmbeck says, you want to go with her? And she says, she's okay, she can go on her own. Go on, Mindy. And the girl says, where is My she's... mom would have never let that shit fly. No! Like, like I'm a guy. <laughs> and I'm sure that when I was like 12, my mom still would have been like, I think she should go with you. And I'd be like, that. I think that's wrong. Um, you know what I mean? It's like never in a, in a field in the middle of nowhere after you've just left a town where there's been three, a minimum of three bodies discovered. Yeah, just go pee behind that bush. No one needs to be with you. Yeah, he was like, just go pee behind that big green bush. And all I could think <laughs> about was that scene from Harry and Kumar when Jamie Kennedy pops up when Kumar is taking a piss and he, he just starts pissing next to him. Is this your special bush? <laughs> that's, a, that's a guy thing, though. There, there is a, there's a weird guy thing. Dan will back me up on this. There is a guy thing that if you go into like a, like a toilet sat, like an office block or like a restaurant or whatever, and there's like maybe four empty urinals and you stand at one someone that comes in will stand beside you as opposed to using the ones further away for no reason at all other than I want to make this whole pee session the most uncomfortable that you could possibly have <laughs> like I, I don't I don't I don't get it I don't do it but there, there's a whole swath of people out there that do it um and she's just lucky she didn't go in there and Rawhead Rex was peeing um because that would have been really awkward uh so like the mum's been very blasey. Hallenbeck's having none of it. He stops for a second and goes, you know what, I'm going to go with her. And he takes her as far as the gate, tells her to go and pee behind the bush. The girl goes up there. Uh, and at first, David Duke's all kind of like, you know what, everything's okay. And then animal noises in the distance. He pulls a weird face. He looks concerned. We focus on the bush. And that's the end of your five minutes. A riveting, pivotal five minutes in this movie. If these five minutes weren't in there, Lacey, this movie would be broken. Broken beyond repair. It felt, it felt like a commercial game because, like, 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 pee. Yeah. And then all we get is, like, some eerie noises and some freaking birds chirping. And then I literally paused it. I paused it, so it felt like a commercial break because I had to go. <laughs> and, and so I was like, oh, so during my segment, I'm not going to look at Yeah. I really want to expect, um, I predict what happened. <laughs> um, so I didn't know if the little girl was being eaten by Rawhead Rex or maybe the scarecrow came to life and then you see Pearl from fucking um, Pearl. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, scarecrow. I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, this movie would be completely different if they reversed the car back and Peril was just straddling a scarecrow. You know what I mean? It's not a totally different movie. <laughs> like, what the fuck have we done here? Um, yeah, and like, like, so in terms of, like, dialogue or, like, particular small segments here, is there anything that, like, was like, yeah, this is good in these five minutes, or are you with me, the reveal of the picture of Rawhead Rex is possibly the best thing that happens in these five minutes? Oh, without a doubt. Um, that and did like the banter between the, the wife um, when they're in the car. It was like rude and yeah. even, like, it was like terrible. 
And like, it was just, it was just fun. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, no, by far the, the Rawhead Rex picture, <laughs> like, yeah. because like I said, I just wanted to see Rawhead Rex in my segment. And, you know, I can't say that I didn't. This is true. This is true. We didn't shortchange you on that one, Lacey. Um, now, you are a busy podcaster. You're doing tons of different things. Uh, let the listeners know where they can check out your stuff. Um, yeah, on the Cut to the Chase feed, um, wherever you can find podcasts. I have uh, the Slumber Party Massacre, where I do all the interviews the last week. Um, Cut to the Chase with Dan, obviously. Um so you can find Lou one one two two um, if you're on Letterbox or X. I was gonna call it <laughs> now. I feel old. Instagram. So Lacey Lou one one two two. You got all my shit from there. <laughs> Perfect. Well, ladies and gents, I don't know if this is going to be the first one you heard, the last one you heard, or something in between. All I do know is every single day in October, you're getting an episode of the podcast under the stairs, and this whole series will be part of that. So what I will say to you is, even if there isn't a Rawhead Rex episode dropping tomorrow, I will speak to you then regardless. Take care. <laughs>